Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Hey, well, we're live. How you gentlemen doing? Happy October. Hey, good. So good. Hey. It's my favorite Finally time of year. Finally cooler to walk outside and actually want a shirt on. Yeah, with nice. a shirt on. That's good, Bobby. That's an improvement. <laughs> hey, well, thanks everybody for listening to last week's episode. The Simpsons predicted it. Yeah, we've actually got <laughs> a topic They predicted a couple things. Yeah, they, they did. We, we appreciate everybody listening in on that. That was really interesting, really fun to dive into. We yep. actually uh, have a topic this week that The Simpsons tackled as well. We'll get to that here in a little bit. The Simpsons did it again. They didn't predict the... <laughs> what we'll Oops, they it. did it again? Ugh. I think they just told the story. Like, yeah, they just... 300 they years later. They covered it. 300 years. <laughs> exactly. Not to spoil what we'll talk about here in a little bit. It's the return of the Spookinati podcast, guys. Ooh, yeah. Round yeah. two. Yeah. Spookinati. It's going to get scary. Spooky as ever. So are we nervous? Oh, man. Why are you nervous, man? I don't know. I don't want to be scared. It's going to be okay. You got you Uncle Bobby and Brandon here. I can handle this. Okay. That's the Do you not like the scary movies? I'm not a big fan. No. Not really. I mean, no. Just not at all, really. <laughs> yeah, we should do an episode my on... Uh, we we could do one on too. horror films or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. That would be not very good for me because I couldn't handle... You guys remember... Um, back in the 80, 90s, early 90s, um, Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. Was Disney movie. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. That thing that. creeped me out it's for years. Like 10 years after watching it, I couldn't watch it again. That is a solid horror film for this time of year. That's and it's really Disney. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. Anyway. Just I just remember go, go watch it. probably the scariest movie I've seen. At least I remember the scary. And it could have been the surroundings where I was watching it. But in high school, a group of friends and I, we we took dates down into this like wooded grove, and we watched a movie on the projector, like in the woods, and we watched an old movie. I think it's called The Lady in White. And yeah, that little short. I remember that. Oh that yeah, lady with the like raspy voice was yeah. in it. She's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of a scary movie. Wow, my my date to clung one. to me so tight; it was wonderful. That was a perfect choice. I don't even remember who my date was, but I remember there you she go. was quite That's clinging. the save. Good save, Rob. Yeah. Uh, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. <laughs> um, here. Uh, speaking of movies, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is kind of the reason uh, what's brought us here together today. What brings us together, together. today, thank you, is not The Princess Bride, but... <laughs> That'll be another episode. Yeah, Which sure. is a great show. Oh, it's oh, great. Man. Oh, awesome. Love that little, one. little squirrel there for us. Uh, As you wish. The recent release of Disney Plus's Hocus Pocus 2. And so uh, oh, that yeah. got us thinking. That got us thinking. We're going to do a little movie review at the end. Tell you what a bunch of middle-aged men think of a, a Disney Plus movie. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> just on the edge of their seat. Can't wait for that review. Feel free to judge us for watching. If you have yet to watch the movie, maybe don't listen to the end of the podcast. There will be some spoilers. We're going to talk about uh, some of the ins and outs of the movie, how we felt it went, how it was, uh, maybe even give it a grade. But 
what we wanted to do before then is dive into the source of that story. The Salem Witch Trials of the, of the late 1600s. Ooh, we're going way back. Woo, way been, back. Going back to the 90s. The, the 1690s. We're going to party like it's 1699. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> or 1692 to be exact. Yeah. So in true <laughs> Spookinati form here in the October of 2022, we're going to dive into the story that is the Salem Witch Trials and some of the ins and outs that we found and, and maybe just... Maybe we can learn a thing or two as we do it as well. I think it's going to be or fun. Or learn what not to do. Maybe, maybe. Are they real? Ooh. Do you guys believe in witches before we even get started? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah. How yeah, you know I my, my I think I live my, uh, one. My grandma thought she was one. Shout Ooh. out to Grandma Byington. Hey, Grandma. That's my mom. My mom, oh, well, she's dead, but, well, maybe. I mean, maybe she's riding around on her broom. I don't know, but she, she thought she was a witch for sure. Maybe for she's years just and a years. black flame candle away. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Might but that be. was legit like our family, uh, you know, kind of a uh, thing, you know, that I was kind of make fun of my grandma for thinking that she was a witch. But I think oh. she thought it was real. I don't know. Chime in, family, in the comments if you want, but. <laughs> <laughs> well my so, grandma was born on halloween and she claims she was a witch but she was the sweetest thing on earth you could be a good you know, witch we've learned two that, of my right? sisters were born on halloween a year apart carrie and trudy oh now wow. that's just creepy Have yeah one year apart halloween for real but they're not they're the most unwitch like people we're full Ooh. of good saves here tonight. There were like 14 kids or whatever. So. No, it's pretty fun. That's cool stuff. Okay, so we're thinking witches are a possibility here. I mean, if you dance with the devil, you may come out with a few tricks up your sleeve uh, from that, that realm. Okay, so it's a possibility. I think that's important to, to establish. Maybe your viewers at home can do the same activity or exercise. Do you believe that witches could exist? Could be a real thing. And that might lend itself to the conversation or some of the facts and, and, and legends that we unearthed, so to speak, here about the Salem Witch Trials of 1692 and 93. So what happened? Like, wh what are they? Wh what happened back in, in the late 1600s in Massachusetts, which, again, this is pre-Revolutionary War. These are citizens of Europe, technically. Colon colonizers, Puritans. Puritans. Well, they weren't real pure in their behaviors, <laughs> but what was going on back then is, and I just want to introduce, we had a minister, Mr. Minister Sam Paris. So he had a daughter and a niece and a wife that lived with him. And he also had a slave, um, Tituba. And there was some weird things going on with his daughters. First off, they were like thrashing around I'm talking like exorcist people. Yeah. Running into the fire and being yeah. the preacher. He was, you know, just was convinced that they were possessed by the devil. Um, because why wouldn't you think there might be something else going on other than going straight to must be possessed by the devil. And this and was happening early 1692. We're talking winter, January, yeah. January, February time yeah. frame. And anyway, so he claims that Tichaba um, admitted to casting spells and worshiping the devil 
and stuff. So I guess Tichuba was the first witch of the Salem witch trials. Hmm. But there was other things going on. Other girls were having this going on. And so it was led to believe that the, these witches were um, hurting their children and causing issues. And so a crusade went like he's preaching across the pulpit about, you know, these Satan worshipers and stuff and encouraging people to, you know, out the witches. And so all of a sudden there's people pointing fingers at everybody at everybody. Everybody's pointing fingers at everybody. Crazy. Yeah. One of the things I recognized is even pre this witch stuff, there was some land disputes as well. Um, And there was also um, the Indian wars that had been going on. So there was hate amongst the people. Everybody hated everybody. Everybody was jealous Mm -hmm. of everybody. And yet under the guise, under the umbrella of this Puritan Christian faith, (laughs) which just, I think, elevated things even further. Mm -hmm. uh, Try combining holier than thou with I want your property and and see what happens. Yeah, I think there was a lot, like you said, there was a lot going on. And and I think when you, I don't know, when you have that kind of an environment, right, where you've got this minister that's new, right, he comes in, he's chosen to lead this this group that didn't have a, a, a minister here for like six to eight months or whatever it was before. And these people relied on their minister. It was like kind of a, clo- you know, super close uh, proximity in where they lived and where they, you know, went to church. Everybody went to church at the same place. It wasn't like today where you've got 50 different churches, right? There was the church of England and that's, you know, so they were all kind of the member of members of the same uh, group and they were all considered Christians. And these girls, I think the, this was a, a recipe or brew (laughs) for a a disaster, right? Oh, no, yeah. I'm just saying. So, mm-hmm. so in my view, after watching some of the things that I watched, these these girls, these uh, twelve to fourteen year old girls, the three of them, right? Robert mentioned the the two uh, daughters and the cousin. Um, started well. It was one daughter, one, one cousin, daughter, and then one cousin. another girl from the community, right? Yeah. Um, I think they kind of just were. Number one, they were bored. I mean, think about what there is to do. Right? There was and no video like, games. There was no YouTube. Not it them. was winter, sixteen ninety two. No TikToking. Yep. And so this this uh, slave lady Titova, you know, started putting. How do we uh, pronounce some, her name? Is it I think it's Tituba. 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 We'll just call Tituba. Tituba. Hey, if anyone knows how to Abu? actually pronounce it, please tell us in the comments. <laughs> well, I, I had learned about her for the first time as we dove into this. So I think many people are hearing yeah. that for the first time. Feel free to YouTube and, and Google the legend of Sa- the Salem Witch Trials. You'll you'll see her name all over the place as far as how things got, got cracking. Got yeah. Mm-hmm. Crack yeah she, was the, she was the start of it for sure. No dis- disputing that. Yeah. So as uh, you're a preacher... And all of a sudden, your your household's going crazy. He calls in the doctor. The doctor said it's witchcraft. He used the word witchcraft. Yeah. Well, he yeah, ruled out everything else, right? He, right it's right. like uh, nothing's wrong with these girls. I can't find anything wrong, so it's got to be witchcraft. <laughs> First of all, so Reverend Paris owned a slave. You're off to a bad start, there, buddy. 
second of all, uh, these little girls accuse this slave of being the witch. And then somehow later on during her trial, she does admit to being an agent of the devil, I believe were her words. Secret agent witch. Of the devil? <laughs> well, I think I think people believed that they... I don't know. This this you don't want to get me started on this stuff. We can talk about theories here a little bit as far as yeah. what we think really happened here. Yeah. here here's yeah. so yeah. according to the records, she did admit to being an agent of the devil. This sparked a wild fire. It uh, that yeah. ran out of control, pretty much. I mean, this this was a, a bomb that went off. They started the fire. <laughs> It was, we didn't start the fire? They, 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 they started they the did, fire. Though. They did start the fire. <laughs> now, it had always been burning since the world had been the turning. World was turning? Okay. Yeah. If you look back like to the 1500s, for example, uh, there's a town in Holland that we dug up called Uduwater. Udwater? My neighbor's Udu. Dutch. i got to ask him. The yeah. Oudwater witches in Holland of the 1500s, back when they used to weigh their witches... Apparently, mm -hmm. if they thought if witches were truly witches, they wouldn't have a soul and therefore it'd be weightless. Q, the Monty Python quote. We have found the witch. May we burn her? Burn her! Who do you know she is a witch? She looks like one. Yeah, she looks like one. Oh, she turned me into a newt. A newt. We got better. Burn her anyway! Burn her! <laughs> that was that was anyway so this has been going on for a while which is didn't just happen with colonial massachusetts it, it's been going for a while they brought was, them with them across the ocean there's some tradition the pond. they're super right. they're a little bit stitious here they're superstitious very super superstitious. so what do we really think happened here though based on what we've read what we've researched well, I think these young girls um, didn't want to eat their porridge, <laughs> and Tichaba made them, and they're like, I'll show you, you witch. I don't think it was a thing against Tichaba. I think what they were looking for was, like that Putnam girl. Oh, Aunt, was yeah. it Ann Putnam? Yeah. Yeah, Ann Those, Putnam. Um, Putnam okay, family. So she, Ooh. Yeah, so they were, they were jaded, right? They were all upset because of the land dispute that bobby mentioned earlier yeah they wanted they, land they had it in for the the nurse family you know rebecca mm -hmm. nurse yeah they did yeah and so they they were uh that's i think what was driving them you know and, and it's these little girls right so you know how kids and families talk right so you got uh, you you always have your disputes. You always have that one wacky neighbor that you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, I got we... one. I got one. <laughs> and then, then you talk do. about it right in front of your kids. And then your kids are like, okay. And they kind of adopt the same feelings towards those neighbors, right? And I think mm -hmm. this is kind of that situation where these, these kids of the family that were kind of screwed over in their land deal, the Putnams, um, got upset. And they were like, you know what? I'm just going to accuse these ladies of being uh, witches and then they'll go away and be gone right yeah yeah and that's i think what w went down and we'll get their land yeah and then you, you have a reverend who has been preaching hell fire devil and damnation i mean you could go the route of truly believing the little girls that this slave really was a witch and that there was true satanic um 
sources here. Mm-hmm. Or you can go the route of, of human nature here. Hatred towards yeah. your neighbor, jealousy, greed. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe the reverend just wanted to drum up some business. Uh, if you're, I think the donation plate was sparse and he yeah, was trying, maybe. To, trying it, to get some. Was it a coincidence jingle, jingle. that it's a coincidence that members of his household were the ones who began acting this right. way and made these accusations initially? And then you got the Putnam family involved, which I pulled some numbers on them. So you mentioned Anne Jr., I believe they call her, so the daughter. Okay. She she has 62 official accusations to her name. Oh, wow. And then her father, Thomas Putnam, has 43. So between them, over 100 accusations between father and daughter. And yeah. many, many of them rooted in greed, land, jealousy, land disputes, livestock disputes, yeah. is what came out later. So there's... Yeah, a, and the fact, too, later that... I mean, you can point later that she came out and said, okay, I lied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially in the case of Rebecca Nurse. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. the most famous one. Rebecca yeah. Nurse is such an interesting case study here. She was the the grandmother of the community. She was the saint grandmother of the community. The one that everybody yeah. looked to for wisdom and and she was super righteous and and this great person and all of a sudden she's in the gallows yeah <laughs> so he's super you said super righteous right i mean it's it's no wonder that we're relatives of hers brandon uh, you know it's as if it runs <laughs> in the family it. Matt. <laughs> that's right you two look <laughs> like witches you know yeah no, for those no. wondering what the heck we're talking about if you take a little trip to ancestry.com so this is for all the viewers and you can check out your own family tree. You can check out Rebecca Nurse and find out if you're related or, or any of these other accused witches of Salem. Um, uh, Sarah Good is another famous name. The Putnams, maybe you're related to one of the accusers, the Paris family. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool tool. And Matt and I were dabbling. Uh, Matt, you, you've had a tradition or a story passed down within your family. Yeah, for years and years and years, we'd always heard, you know, we have uh, ancestors that were involved in the Salem witch trials, but I I didn't really look into it ever or really care that much as a kid, honestly. I'm just saying, like, I, it never really sparked my interest that much, but, um, my you know, my dad's a genealogist. That's what he did uh, for his life work or whatever uh, as a profession, and so he looked into it and on his side all the way back it's like 10 she's like my 10th great aunt it's a pretty direct line and i think yours is even more direct i and that's what Um, i that's what's so fun about that ancestry.com tool i find out that rebecca nurse is my 10th great grandmother it's a direct line of parent child relationships (laughs) so we cousins we yeah what's up fam oh her bobby you related to her I wasn't related. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll cut no. you off here. And uh, Bobby's probably yeah. that Putnam's. <laughs> Maybe. I think Guaranteed. my ancestors <laughs> came across the pond like a hundred years later. You so. land shark. Okay. Yeah, whatever. yeah, I think we're good. But this episode not brought to you by Ancestry.com. There we go. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Based right here in Utah. That's right. They, um, yeah, speaking of Ann Putnam, the, the daughter who had 62 accusations to her name. She was the source of the first official hanging, Bridget Bishop, on June 10th of 1692. 
So that's how involved the Putnams were. They had Brid- Bridget Bishop, Rebecca Nurse, and others that, that were officially hung. The Putnams were, were rich, they were influential, and they wanted more, apparently, uh, as we see a little bit later. Some of the, some power. Yeah, they want a little bit more land, a little bit more power. So, yeah, it's interesting. Everybody wants to rule the world. It's good for business, mm-hmm. Matt. It's good for business if you rule the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought that was really neat, though, the, the connections there. And I, I think many of the people listening may have some direct connections to these people as well. It was a long time ago, many, many generations ago. The, the family tree branches may may collide back then and some people's family trees don't branch but it <laughs> maybe it, it, carolinians down there in the carolinas <laughs> yeah is that how they yeah. do it <laughs> i think there's a few trees without branches just one branch <laughs> yeah just a single branch just but a it, trunk <laughs> these connections these family connections however close they may be i mean it brings these stories a little bit more intensity makes it real makes it a little bit more real, a little bit more intense. Absolutely. And those Putnams, they, again, we, we went over the numbers of the accusations. Rebecca Nurse is probably the most famous successful accusation from the Putnam family. And uh, she died on July 19th of 1693 or 92. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we should probably talk about like how this like worked out, right? Like we talked about what was going on and stuff, but how were they actually convicted? Like, did they just take them striped and hang them or what went into that? Yeah. So I I think that, so I watched this movie and you guys, I don't know if you guys ever watched it or not, but it was that the movie called three sovereigns for Sarah, three sovereigns for Sarah. I think that's what it is. Right. Okay. I know what I said. Anyway. Um, I think it's still out there. You can get it on Prime for like four bucks. So if you're interested in seeing, uh, you know, all of the ins and outs of that, um, it it profiles, you know, three the the three sisters, Rebecca Nurse mainly. Um, but it's a fascinating way to view all of this from start to finish. Like what you know, what went into it, what happened, um, how how these guys ended up going. Uh, to the gallows hill you know what they called later the gallows hill yeah um and being hung or whatever but i think the thing that that you know this is the story to my or my point to my story here is uh that they brought their accusers in to the trial right their initial trial right so they they had these three girls over there making a spectacle of things in and the pointing trial. In the yeah. trial and pointing right. to their accuser, uh, she's doing this to me right now, you know, and, and I think that movie does a pretty good job of depicting like how unfair and how unreasonable it really was uh, that that went down. Right. And and that movie was put on by PBS. So it's supposedly super historically accurate and all and the brought, the, to, brought, to you all by, yeah, brought to you by viewers like you. So. <laughs> That's yeah. Right. yeah. So <laughs> one right. of the things that um, was, was, going on was this legal term called spectral evidence oh, you guys know what, what spectral what evidence a, is what a damaging thought or or, or theory here go ahead Bobby. yeah it, oh. yeah it's the and this was a a legit legal theory of the time but spectral evidence was the something where only the accused is able to see what's going on but it's just accepted as proof 
And yeah. so the judges were allowing this spectral evidence into these trials. And nothing could go wrong with that, right? Like Matt said, these these yeah, little girls right. were putting on a, they were they were putting on a show. This became a spectator sport. People traveled from hundreds of miles to come see this, putting yeah. on a show, and uh, yeah, and they 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 allowed into evidence, so to speak. Uh, I see them right now. The spirit is stabbing me as we speak. Like the, these these accusations right there in the middle of the the trial, and it was allowed as evidence. It was allowed as this spectral evidence. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that's yeah. an interesting point you bring up. Like if you confessed, you would be saved from death, but you had to accuse someone else. Isn't that so crazy? You Ugh. could totally save yourself by saying, <laughs> oh yeah, I practice witchcraft, but you really should go talk to that Brandon guy because he's there. And then all of a sudden the light shifts to Brandon and they just forget about me because, ooh, he confessed. He must be okay now. That's right. I'm into, I use my easy bake coven to cook them children. So you come get me whenever. Easy <laughs> bake coven, did you yeah. say? That's right. Or are you more Minister Paris? Oh, okay. Are we taking on roles here? Well, I don't know. Yes. So this, That's this, my vote. this panic that just spread, I mean, you mentioned one of them. Hey, just 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 confess that you're a witch, but you got to give us some names. And all of a sudden, hundreds more accusations were just oh, spreading all over, especially eastern Massachusetts. But it dipped down into the other colonies. Connecticut was famous for having witch hunts and trials. Yeah. Some well, if you claimed you were innocent, then you were automatically assumed to be guilty. Oh, my goodness. Unreal. And so that's one of the things, this Rebecca Nurse, like she never um, went away from proclaiming her innocence. Mm -hmm. And the other, I think it's other 18 um, that were hung, they also stuck to their innocence. Right, right. Holy cow. Yeah, it wasn't like the legal system of today, right? Innocent until proven guilty. You were guilty until proven innocent. Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How many of these people mm -hmm. turned on their own families? It's crazy the number of stories where husband would testify against wife mm -hmm. in this case, you know, in these cases. Just sometimes my wife is a little bit witchy. Um, and yeah. what's interesting is how many uh, out of the nineteen officially hung in these trials, how many were women? This this blew my mind. I didn't know that only thirteen of them, only thirteen. So a majority of them were women, but but six of them were Bobbies and Matts and Brandons. They were, they were, yeah, I had never heard that man. before, but I, I read about a guy named John Proctor who was John. also very active and going to church and like, he was kind of a good dude all around and, you know, he got caught up in this drama. How did he get caught up though? He was, he was trying to stand up for some of the accused, one of them, Rebecca nurse. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, by standing up for these people, he then gets accused. <laughs> yep. Yep. Unbelievable. I, you want to talk about, you want to talk about site. Exactly. Matt, uh, you want to talk about something that has continued over the decades and centuries, uh, man, unbelievable. Except the the panic was so real and so heightened at this time, people were dying for it. It was yeah, pretty sad. Well, one of the interesting things I came across, because I, I was talking to my wife, and like 
she never listens to our podcast or anything. She thinks yeah, we're all dumb. Yeah. Hey, but, mine doesn't either. Shout to Michelle. Thanks for listening. Yeah, shout I'm out to Laura. I can say whatever shout I want. Shout to Mel. She, she never does. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, not all of our wives are as supportive as Brandon's wife. Thank hey, you, Melanie. Apparently not. Yeah. Brownie point. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for listening. <laughs> but Laura had a good point today. Like she was looking over my shoulder while I was researching this. And she goes, you know, she goes, I read this article about what was really causing these girls to act the way they were. And she's like, it just kind of like kills the whole Salem witch trials. Oh, nice. Because what we've talked about so far is maybe it really happened. Maybe they're really witches. Maybe there's some greed, some land disputes. Some attention grabbing. Attention grabbing. It was a spectator sport at this point. What else you got though, Bobby? Yeah, well, apparently this is something that it could have been coming from the bread that they were eating. Um, carbs. So there's this. Are you telling me carbs took down? That. This might have been the rye. first gluten issue. But yeah, so yeah. the University of Houston's College of Engineering. Now, I'm not sure why College of Engineering was looking into food and stuff, but that's neither here nor there. But they um, presented a series about machines that make our civilization run. And as part of that presentation, they unearthed this concept of rye ergot. And that is ergot is a fungus blight that forms hallucinogenic drugs in bread. And its victims can appear bewitched when they're actually just stoned. So um, the, the theory is, is that this ergot was getting into the rye and they were making bread and then that's causing these girls to have these hallucinogenic effects and the more bread you eat the more hallucinogens you have and so interesting concept but the thing is is ergot thrives in a cold winter followed by a wet spring and the victims will suffer from paranoia, hallucinations, twitches, spasms, cardiovascular trouble, and stillborn children. Yikes. And, and it ergot. I guess they ergot to check for that. They totally oh. forgot to, er, to check for the ergot in their oh, rye. Would you um, say they, they had uh, gone awry there? <laughs> O'Reilly. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, but they went deeper in their study. So more than just, well, maybe, you know, they got this weird stuff in their rye, but they looked at back um, post, um, what was it? The the Black Death. Yeah. Yeah. And how the conditions at that time were also very ideal for this ergot and all the deaths and the depopulation in the years surrounding that. Um, They looked at other plagues in history. And the theory is that in the 1500s and 1600s, that all these witch issues could actually be blamed on hallucinogenic bread. So absolutely concept. But it's interesting um, that these witch hunts hardly ever occurred where people didn't eat rye bread. That is interesting. That really is. Hmm. I think that's probably where the phrase comes from, witch hunt. It is. Oh, yeah. Definitely witch hunts came from these witch trials. Wow. Yeah. Rye bread with fungus among us. Crazy. The fungus among us. Can you imagine if you went on vacation in the spring of 1692 
Anybody wow. who's been on like a, a low carb diet and then all of a sudden goes for a big loaf of bread, you might see some leprechauns too. You might you might see some things. It's it's a it's a hallucination. It's from experience. Ooh, I just what? love bread, love carbs, and all of a sudden I knew it. I hate yeah, it when so... my bread makes me see things. So the, these young women you're saying easily could have been experiencing pains and and symptoms of this fungus that that formed on their bread. Yeah, their behavior could have very well been real, and it was really a medical issue, not a theology issue or, you know, witchcraft issue. And because they had a lack of understanding, you know, you know, Minister Paris was already preaching hellfire damnation all along across the pulpit and so when he starts seeing these weird behaviors, why would he call a doctor? You know, he's going to immediately go to, well, they're possessed by the devil. Yeah, and the you doctor know? confirmed it with the word witchcraft. So that See, it was all in the sacrament bread. Just... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hadn't even thought about it that far. Yeah, they, he uh... was the one. He was responsible, see? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, I like giving the children the benefit of the doubt. I'm with you on that. Um, so I, I support that. I think the adults acted awry, so to speak. They went nuts and, and sent the entire society into a panic. So let's blame the adults in this one, I think is what we can say. But uh, yeah. that's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So thanks, Laura, for that's contributing really to the podcast you don't listen yeah. to. That was great. <laughs> she's never going to know. Wow. Well, it sounds like she's excited to listen to the episode. That's good. <laughs> Very good. It's really good. Um, yeah. So one of the interesting things, do you guys remember back in elementary school, middle school, in history, what they taught about the Salem witch trials? No. I, I mean, I kind of remember touching on it, but it was it was always kind of brief, you know, and it was like, it felt like it was legit witches, you know? To me, I, I don't, I can't remember that far back. So maybe I'm remembering maybe it wrong. I, do not, but... I don't remember learning about this in school. I think most, I think a lot of people may be in the same boat I am. Uh, Hocus Pocus kind of taught us a yeah. little bit about that. And well, maybe... I remember learning about it, but it wasn't to the extent of what really happened. Right. I right. don't think. How far can they really right. go, right? Yeah. So the one thing is, I think at some point, people started to realize, oh, crap, like we've really gone wrong here. And they say that because Rebecca Nurse was, you know, so prominent and went that part that it got people thinking of, oh, no, how did we, you know, kill this lady? How did this happen? There started to be a cover up. And this historian in this documentary I listened to refers to it as America's first true cover up from from a government source. And records were destroyed. Um, if you were caught documenting anything about these witch trials, you could, you know, go to jail or be put to death, maybe, maybe hung. Um, but they did not want this going down in history. Kind of sounds like the Kennedy assassination and the moon landing. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. They, we could call this Witchgate. Witchgate. That's right. The original gate, I guess you could say. It, it, it doesn't help that the governor's wife, I think Governor Phipps or Pips, uh, how you ever say it, that even she Pips. was Pips. Governor Pips. I don't know. Was accused I thought it was which, Phipps. Uh, the governor Phipps. 
the governor, it's interesting. The governor didn't step in and start banning things until his own wife was accused. And so this, I think at that point he says, okay, stop it. <laughs> this, yeah, that's enough. enough is enough. And th that's interesting, Bobby. They banned books, papers, any kind of writing related to the Salem witch trials. They, they demolished the site, mm -hmm. the Gallo site. Uh, they can't even find it today. The official site of where that may have happened. There, there's speculation on where it may have happened. You're talking about a true cover-up here. Yeah, real cover-up. And thankfully, some people, you know, said no to the man and wrote it down because you've got these ancestors who passed it down from generation to generation who documented what had happened, um, and like their experience with it. And so one of the things we know, and Matt, you hit on this a little bit earlier, but the um, little Anne, years and years later, actually apologized to Rebecca Nurse's family for her part in all of this. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, huh? It's like too oh, little too late. So sad. I mean. I uh, don't know who the the real witch was. Right. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if you went on vacation in the spring of 1692? Martha, well, you would have to be uh, quite let us go the, to the vineyard. Yeah, you would have to be quite the wealthy person to go on a vacation so you, in 1692. Or just a trip. So you leave and then you come back in the summer of 1692 to just chaos. Just nothing but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's what is going on in just, Salem? I'm just trying to take a 30,000 feet look at this, foot look at this thing. I, well, how crazy this really was. Well, Salem witch trials, guys. Like I mentioned before, um, what got, especially people of our age, middle, you know, 30s, 40s. I mean, we grew up 29 years ago on a movie called Hocus Pocus. That kind Hocus of Pocus. introduced maybe this, uh, <laughs> this topic to us. And I, I think... I think we're ready to to talk about the, Hocus Pocus. The source, yeah, the source of uh, the reason we we landed on that topic this week is the recent release of Disney Plus's Hocus Pocus two. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, pause now. Go yeah. watch. Come back. <laughs> Spoilers will will happen. Yeah, so we. We posed a question on social media, specifically Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so we had some uh, some pretty good participants. We just asked everybody, what did you think of Hocus Pocus 2? Just to give us some reviews from the people. Man, we had Erica, Ocean, Melanie, Cody, Tina, Jenny, Monique was going to give it a try. Uh, Andrew, my Aunt Kitty, uh, James Lewis. Everybody chimed in and said that they loved Hocus Pocus 2 with just a few people. My boy Johnny said he fell asleep. <laughs> Thanks for being honest. Cody he might have just been actually, tired. Cody kind of yeah. gave it a shrug. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. We Overall, though, positive reviews, IMDb. Let me just read that the synopsis here. So two young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Right now, it's at a 6.1 out of 10. On, uh, Probably IMDb, accurate. On IMDb. Yeah, so let's talk about kind of how we felt about it. So again, this is a, a modern 29 years later from the original Hocus Pocus in 1993. 
take. So if we brought back 300 year old witches into modern day society, what would that look like? And so that that's kind of, kind of where the movie begins. All right. Well, I thought Bette Midler was classy as ever in, in her rendition for this. So I, I don't know how old she is now, but like she brought it yeah. just like she did in 1993. Yeah. Bette Midler's awesome. She's classy for sure. I, I, have... she's, she sounds good. She sings good. She looks good for her age. I mean, really. I'm, and, you know, she 20, she did good. I thought twenty nine years later, you've got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Naimi. I believe is yeah. how you say her last name. I don't know if I can pronounce her last she, name. But. Yeah, the, again, twenty nine. How am I going to look in twenty nine years? Let alone how these ladies look twenty nine years later. I thought I thought they looked great. <laughs> I thought they did a great job here. Yeah, how old is Bette Midler now? Because I don't think she was a spring chicken in ninety yes, three. So she, uh, she's got to be up there. She was born in 1945. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So she's in what her 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So she had quite a bit of energy. Um, I thought she looked great. Now, makeup may have done a lot of that to help, but yeah, I think she was like a highlight. She was, she was the uh, wind beneath their wings, you know? So it was, yeah, so it was great. Pretty- she was yeah. great. Politics aside, I think she she did a great job. I, I I enjoyed her performance absolutely. I thought the cast in general was really cool. Was really well picked. I thought and so the, too. The guy running the 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 witch store, the, the magic store, like he was actually pretty funny. I liked yeah, him. I liked him too. Like, his character guy. was good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he did a good job. You know, I thought too their set design. I'll, I'll say this: I thought they did a pretty good job on their set design, on the backgrounds and everything. I mean, I thought that was really pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, they did a really good job. Sam Richardson was Gilbert. I thought he was a great pick. Tony Hale is one of my favorite actors. He's the mayor. Uh, yeah, both, both in the old times and the new. Anything he's in, I love. And then the the mother witch. You guys remember that part at the very yeah. beginning? Yeah, for sure. You know what I thought was interesting, though, in the 93 version, it was all about how they got the book from the devil, and it was very focused on devil worship, whereas this one was all, we we got the book from Mother Witch. It was a lot tamer, so it was interesting how they had a little bit different spin where their, their background as witches came from. Yeah, it's interesting. In 1993, they were fresh off of the satanic panic stuff happening like that the mm-hmm. timing of that movie in 1993 was was pretty timely if you wanted to really play on what society was feeling at the time so it was much it was actually much darker and and much mm-hmm. more on the nose when it first came out back then 300 years after almost to the day uh, 1993 301 years i guess you could say then the story goes that they were first executed in 1693 so, so I guess it makes sense there. Yeah. So, okay. We agree. Uh, we think it was well-produced, great cast. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the plot, the overall story of Hocus Pocus 2? Well, interesting that the shopkeeper um, figured out how to make the black candle again. From the book, I believe is what he says. The yeah. Book, using the, the book, book, the book, um, how to make a new candle. Yeah. So interesting because when the 93 version ended, there was no like little breadcrumb of, hey, we're going to have a sequel. Like, I 
think it was just like it's done that was a great story but the fact that they were able to bring it back by fabricating the the a new black candle to bring them back that that was inventive yeah they they really pride and then his character gilbert's character <laughs> he just happened to be a bystanding kid who who saw them explode in the graveyard i mean that's mm-hmm. okay so they kind of threw that together i think that was well they had to do something together, but, uh, to like right. bridge the gap of Come like how does the story go on because some sequels it's like they're just reinventing the story completely and there's no tie-in so it was nice sure. that they tied it in so it ended up being more of the same, right? I, they they came up with a similar, this is how we brought them back, this is how we destroy them type plot. Okay, so yeah, fans of the first one, if you were a super fan of the first one, I think you'll you'll like the plot of the second one, I, I think. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, it's entertaining. Um... And the, the gags, the, the historic, like uh, placing a, a 1600s... <laughs> woman into 2022 the gags that were related to that uh again mm-hmm. we saw some of that in the first movie they continue that in the second one but they wouldn't know what a sliding door or an automatic door is or they could be tricked into drinking lotion or <laughs> that that was <laughs> that walgreens funny. was a magical place i mean yeah it's it's funny stuff. like the age of beauty because like all the ads <laughs> around the displays was probably like ageless and yeah, stuff like stuff. that. So Roombas instead of a vacuum cleaner this time for their their ride. Um, yeah, yeah. I, my favorite part about the the vacuum cleaners and the Roombas was they were stuck in the garage because these teenagers had tricked them by putting salt all around them. So they're stuck in a circle of salt. <laughs> and then these magical Roombas come along, and Mary is like, "Oh, it's my my vacuum friends and." Are my broom friends, and they really don't like messes. And then you see them start <laughs> sucking up the salt, and that's how they escape. That yeah. that was interesting. The Roombas traveled miles. Roombas that get stuck under a chair somehow traveled miles to to clean up a salt mess. But uh, yeah, I mean it's funny, right? It's it's a it's a Disney streaming movie. I've been yeah, so there's there's plenty to love. the The cast is back. The gags are there, especially in the first half of the film. I think they. They started going away from that as the film progressed. Yeah, I will say it started to lose some steam at the end. Okay, so that's fair. Now, very much spoiler alert here, but at the very end, when they get this magical spell, whatever, like the climax of the movie is like rising up, right? And I feel like it was just the most anticlimactic ending you could have when the spell makes the sisters disappear and all of a sudden Bette Midler's character is so remiss about her sisters being gone because never in the first movie or up to this point in the movie does she like show that she truly cares about her sister. She's always bagging on them and stuff. And she just gets so sentimental that it's like, this doesn't fit. And so I think they could have done a better job there. You want a darker. Okay. It needed to end with more of a bang. Like they were leading up to it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my sisters are gone. How will I live? Help me. It was a me. soft ending. Yeah, it was a soft ending. And I think some of the younger generation maybe appreciate that. Um, okay. I feel you. I'll be honest. I didn't make it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to go watch it so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I don't know if it was my mood for the day or 
what, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, uh, couldn't handle it. So I had to turn it off. Yeah, anyway. It was interesting. I mean, the, uh, as soon as they came back, they started singing. I, I kind of wish they would have waited a little bit on that. Um, <laughs> well, I like... feel like the music in the 93 version was so much better. Hmm. Like maybe a song cool. choice. Thank you. I don't know. I think you need to step into the 21st century, Bobby. One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm going to win you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm going to see you. I'm going to meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you. One day, maybe real soon, I'm going to meet you. <laughs> I just didn't like the songs as much. I mean, they were okay, but like they weren't it's as tough, like, right? it's memorable. Tough with any any sequel that creates that yeah. much nostalgia um yeah yeah i, I can see and uh, you mentioned the the anticlimactic i i thought the climax should have been or one of them should have been the fact that they finally tracked down the blood of their enemy the mayor and he just says hi oh i see you're trapped in this weird circle in my garage and then he just and then he goes into in his house, house. like <laughs> Like that should have been a major moment, right? They've spent like 40 minutes trying to track this guy down and hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes the Roombas to save. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that maybe they could have done a little bit, um, but it had that kind of straight to movie. You remember those movies back in the eighties and nineties, straight to DVD sequels. Yep. Happened. So it had that feel at times straight to streaming is what happened here. Yeah, but this has been Disney Plus's largest movie launch since they la launched Disney Plus. I could see that. I mean, it's a big so, name. Wow, really? It's a big yeah. name. It's incredible. Now, I think part of what's driving it is like Hocus Pocus is a cult classic. Like, I'll be honest, I watch it every single year in the month of October. Yeah, yeah, I think. Like, it's just become a thing. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's like the Christmas stuff that we watch, you know. Every year, I'll I'll watch certain shows around Christmas time that I'll, and, and then if but I feel like if they did, um, you know, a remake or a sequel or whatever to some of those shows, I think it would just ruin it for me. <laughs> on yeah. some of them, like National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Can you? Yeah, imagine for example. That? No, oh, I don't, don't think they could these days. Don't touch that one. <laughs> they um, because it didn't do that well initially hocus pocus it, it mm -hmm. built momentum over the years and uh i know bet midler which surprised me she's been begging for a sequel for years she's been trying to make this thing happen <laughs> so once once they realized how popular that first movie was they they really wanted to get to it 29 years later uh, yeah i wonder why they waited that long then if she was kind of pushing it and if you, it's if, strange. you wait, if you wait 29 years, why not wait 30 and make it like a, a thing? 30 year anniversary or something? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 20. I think she was really pushing for a 25th, if I remember right. Um, huh. So, yeah, that could have happened. Anyway, yeah. Overall, though, I think. How do, yeah. How do we feel overall? I mean, uh, I mean, I would watch it again with my kids. Like, you know, if I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus, why not just roll into this one? I won't say it was my favorite movie of all time. I think it had some things, but it had enough good points that I'm like, not a horrible sequel. Out of ten, out of ten stars, okay, or ten whatever, one out of ten. How, where would you rank this one? I'm probably about a five point one, right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. 
based on the kind of with you. Okay. Based on the joy that it's brought my kids, they've, they've got it on repeat. I'm, I'm in that six to seven range on this. I, I appreciate the nostalgia that it brought me and then I'm going to leave it to them. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll ever watch it from start to finish again, but, uh, yeah, they seem to have a lot of good time. And I'll admit, my kid watched it before I even knew that it had hit Disney Plus. And I told her, have or I asked her, have you seen the first one? And she said no. I'm like, holy cow. So she watched the second one without the first. So that that created a moment where I got to watch Hocus Pocus with my six-year-old or seven-year-old. It was kind of cool. The original movie. So now she understands some of the jokes and the gags. So mm-hmm. anyway. I think overall it was mission accomplished for Disney Plus, to tell you the truth. Even if it is a five or a six from us crusty old guys. <laughs> yeah, but for a sequel, that's probably actually a pretty high score. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. You do a lot worse. Absolutely. For sure. Most sequels I would give like a one or a two. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. In fact, I can't think of a sequel right off that really is that great. <laughs> Yeah, other than like Godfather or some of those classics. Um, this one, they kind of, I don't think they'll do a third Hocus Pocus. They kind of left it open at the end. They, they, they did they, after they, the credits. Did you see that? <laughs> they disappeared a little bit differently this time. It was more of a Thanos snap type disappearance, kind of a Marvel instead of an explosion like it was in the first. And then, yeah, the book still exists. Uh, Let's put some uh, wagers out there. I, I think they will come up with a hocus pocus three their money the money's there now do you think it'll yeah. be original cast or do you think they'll try and no pass it on? i think it'll be passed on okay yeah but the reason i think there'll be a third is after the credits this black cat which is not binks because remember binks got released from the cat body at the end of the first but this black cat's looking around in this room whatever and up on the shelf there's this box that's labeled like black candle number two whatever and so there is another black candle okay well that was fun so thanks everybody for listening to to our thoughts on the salem witch trials as well as our review of hocus pocus 2 that was fun it was a good time it was fun thanks for joining share listen watch Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. Hello. Hello, children. You sound like Tatuba there. Maybe what she sounded like. Witches get stitches. All right. Where's Sarah Jessica Parker to take her soul when you need her? Right. Seriously. I got some kids they can eat. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving her all these props and she'll just never know. Well, she did tell me. She's like, I might actually listen to this episode. You're finally talking. Talking about something interesting. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, that hurts. And I was like, "You are such a cold witch, lady." Thanks. <laughs> Please, you know, show. you got to do like the locals do here, and just go shirtless with some overalls. 
go to the local yeah. library and pull up some <clears throat> microfilm. And uh, there ain't nobody can read here. <laughs> find first of all, Ouch. find a librarian who Zing. is literate. <laughs> to the and, North Carolinians. Uh, <laughs> I guess it would be Carolinians. I don't we know. are here in the south. Here, here. And Carolinians, they, uh, I'm sure they've is got it a Carolinian? Some, some, it is now. It is now, yeah. <laughs> are you North Carolinian? Mm. I am a Carolinian. Is that your lineage? Yes, yes. Mm, a Caroline. A Caroline. Sweet. Caroline. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, though, is if Brandon shaved his head, he'd probably look like Alfie or something. Whereas what? I have a beautiful symmetrical bald head. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I think Brandon's head's pretty round. Who, Alfie? I don't know. I just envision you looking like a bald-headed, big-eared person. <laughs> been real. It's hey. been real. It's been fun, but it hasn't been real fun. Oh, just kidding. It's been really fun. Oh, mm-hmm. thanks.